Hi, and thank you for joining another podcast from Burning Hearts Ministry. I really appreciate that you joined us today. I want to go today into into a deeper level of of the vision Burning Hearts Ministry carries, and I just want to empower you and equip you to go deeper yourself into the Holy Spirit and His revelation for your life, into His promises for your life, so you can do what He has called you to do here on earth while you, you can, because the harvest is plentiful, but the labor is a few. So I want to really use this platform. That's why I really started this podcast and all the videos on YouTube um, that you can find, by the way, and just going on YouTube and typing in Johannes Stumpf or Burning Hearts Ministry, and you will find our page. We see all our preachings and, and devotions and everything. Um, but really, that's why I started, because I want to waste nothing, uh, no word, no no prayer, no no vision, no no revelation um, in not spreading the word. And we live in a great time where we can actually use social media to spread the word of God and to bring in the end time harvest. And so, yeah, so I I'm, today I want to talk to you a little bit about my vision of uh, reformation in the church and n- another a new reformation in the church um, that I believe God will pour out um, that will lead into a great, great awakening uh, that will bring the great end time harvest to win the souls because it's really all about the souls to win, to bring people to Jesus and to disciple them. You know, not only to, to save people that Jesus loves them and that he died for them and get people saying a prayer, but also really to disciple them. And the church needs to be reformed and awakened and able to disciple those who will come to Christ so they can actually themselves get equipped and go out and preach the gospel. So this is what I'm doing here. I want to start equipping everyone. Um, and reform the church, the body of Christ. Um, so I want to talk to you about my vision a little bit deeper today. And I'm going to start off with reading this verse to you. Um, it's actually two verses from the book of James in chapter 1. It's 14 and 15, the verses. It says here, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. When desire, when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it's fully grown brings forth death death sorry um let me read it from a different version here it's let's see if it's a little different here where do we got it here but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown brings forth death it's the same translation um anyway double is always good so we see here that james is talking about uh when when we open ourselves up um to to be tempted and i just want to tell you that in the verses before he himself says do not say i'm tempted by god or, or tested by god because god does not tempt or test so Never say God is testing my faith or God is testing me um, because he doesn't do that. Because there is no evil in God. 
but it also says that here, and, and I really believe that's for the church and um, for the believers, um, it says, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. By our, his own desires, everything fleshly, everything carnal, everything that does not belong in the spirit, uh, we are being tempted and taking it in as and, and conceive it and giving birth actually to sin through that. So we take it in as, as our weaknesses and we let it come into our life. And that turns into sin and, and sin when it's fully grown brings forth death. <clears throat> and I, re I really believe that this is very important for the church to understand that we don't have a free ticket to sin and say we don't have to live a life of repentance or live a life of holiness because we're under grace. I hear that so often recently and it, it really breaks my heart. It breaks me really from the inside to hear leaders in the church and, and Christians and, and I might shock you here hearing to that, but hearing people saying that it's okay that when we sin because we're under the grace and we can just ignore it or, or just keep even keep going that way. But that's not how the kingdom works because God has not saved us so that we can freely sin. God has saved us so we can freely live a life of repentance and of holiness and purity and that's what we're called to and I, I really want to speak especially to the young generation with this <clears throat> with all the the stronger attacks all the stronger um desires flesh desires you know that that really are tempting for for our lives to turn into sin that we really have to be careful and go into the Word of God, I, and I really, I really believe that it's so essential to daily go in the Word of God and invite the Holy Spirit, so that we can live a life of repentance and that we can live a life of holiness and purity, because that's what God has called us to to live, you know, to live like. And um, you, you know, my my vision is really to to see a reformation in the church and. <clears throat> you know, 500 years ago, my background is German, so I'm really into coming from a country, and I'm really into the, the story of, of Reformation in the church. 500 years ago, Martin Luther had a revelation from God that we are saved by grace and not by works or by gifts, um, because the church back then taught the Word of God to those who had not the opportunity to read the Bible themselves because everything was in a foreign language like Latin, Greek, Hebrew, and only the studied people, which was not everyone um, who had the education, only those people who really studied those languages were able to read the Word of God. And those main leaders, they they just took random, random scriptures and turned it even upside down and and really put their own words into the Bible to preach to the normal person to say you need to pay money in order to get saved or in order to get your 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 family saved or out of out of pur pur purgatory and stuff like that. So Martin Luther <clears throat> when he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit 
in in when while he was into the word of God, and here's so essential moments that you have to listen to. While he was reading the word of God, he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit that brought revelation into his life, into his own heart, that caused a reformation in the church, that we are saved by grace, and that when we live a life of repentance, we can freely receive eternal life without having to pay for it. And he made it clear, he, he had this, he made statements, <clears throat> public statements, and that really brought the people into the light. And he started himself even translating the Bible into his own mother language, German, and into other languages so people, normal people, can start reading the Bible and get those revelations themselves. And here's how it goes in alignment with the vision that I have because I believe God is doing something very similar in the new reformation that he's going to bring because even though we have the Bible in so many different languages in the world, <clears throat> and in most of the country, unfortunately, not all of them, but in most of the countries, it's we're freely to able to purchase or to just get hold on Bibles and read them. Now, the problem is, in comparing to back in 500 years ago, that today people decide themselves not to read the Bible. That is too often happening in the body of Christ that church people, even leaders themselves, preachers, don't read the Bible. And they especially, especially don't read it with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and this is so essential, so vital for the church to not die, to not fall into sin, but to stay focused on the path of righteousness, to read the Word of God, to go into it, and to receive revelations from the Holy Spirit. And here's what I believe um, why God is bringing a reformation. Because... <clears throat> And I, I made some, I wrote something down and I want to go through that because it, it's not a, it's not a free ticket to be saved and to sin. So we need a reformation in our hearts and the heart of the church needs a reformation to go back to the relationship of the Holy, with the Holy Spirit and going back into the word of God to receive to receive the understanding, the revelation and the understanding that we're not saved so that we can sin and say we're saved by grace so we don't have to worry about going to hell. No, 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 no. It's not a free ticket for you to live in sin, to continue sinning. And unfortunately, I see, I hear so many Christians and even leaders in the church saying that it's okay that, that you have sin and that you're sinning, you're under grace, don't worry. But this is not right. Yes, we are saved by grace. But we are saved by grace not to keep sinning and saying, oh, we're going to go to heaven anyway. No, no, no. We're saved by grace so we can freely live a life of repentance, purity, and holiness with the power of the Holy Spirit in us who reminds us and who awakens our spirit every day new to walk in the path of righteousness and to not fall into temptation, which grows sin and brings forth death. 
So let nobody lie to you that it's okay that you're sinning and you will still go to heaven. Because if you sin and you do not repent, there is no open space in heaven for you. Now, I hear now of many people saying, well, but if you have Jesus, you're free from hell and you go to heaven. Well, here's the thing. Jesus, who will sit on the seat of just judgment, when every person, if, if they walk with Jesus or not, if they go to heaven after they life here, after they, they died here, and they stand in front of Jesus, and they have sin on them because they were living with sin and they died with the sin because they did not repent. Doesn't matter if you even heal the sick or cast out demons. We read that in the Bible. It says, Lord, did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not heal the sick in your name? And he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. That's because people living a lifestyle of continuous sinning, 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 saying, oh yeah, I'm saved, I'm saved, don't worry, don't worry, and forget about living holy, pure, and righteous in the sight of God and living a life of repentance so that we can receive heaven that we can hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant, come to my right. So it's not a free ticket. And I want you to understand that. It's so important. Don't don't believe when people say, you, you said the prayer once and you're good. You go to heaven. It, it It's the same like, oh, you paid your fees and you go to heaven because you got the certificate that you're saved. No, no, no. You're, you're not saved from one moment of your life you're saved every day new in a daily relationship with the lord jesus christ in your life through the holy spirit so i want you to understand that and that is what we need the reformation for because i believe the church has forgotten about that the church has got so distracted with everything else that they have forgotten to let the holy spirit come into the church and and lead the people and guide the people and even even convict the people and and many leaders in the church you know they don't let the holy spirit come and take over the service anymore because he might do something that is not going in alignment with their agenda and that is so wrong and we see that the church was only then birthed when the holy spirit came and poured out his fire over the people in the in the upper room, the 120. That that was the birthing hour of the church. So that's what we have to come back to, you know. Because from that moment on, the church was able to go out. And wherever they went, they went with the Holy Spirit. And what happened? People came. It was like a magnet. People came and were added every day. Not because Paul and uh, Peter and the disciples were looking for numbers. It was because they were looking... To walk every day with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the fire within them, in the name of Jesus. So, <clears throat> back to my, my vision. I also, every time when I talk about the Reformation and about, you know, the Reformation will bring a great awakening in the church. That will bring in the great end time harvest because everything is about souls. Never forget that. It's all about bringing souls to Jesus. And Jesus himself says that the the harvest is ripe, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors, they're only few. And we have to really understand that when we don't get 
hearts back to the Holy Spirit and get reformed to back to the beginnings, the roots, the very foundation of the church, that we're, we might be able to go out and tell people about Jesus and lead them into a prayer. But what happens then? Jesus says that we are called to, yes, preach the gospel, but he also said to make them disciples. What does that mean, to make them disciples? It means to get them saved, to teach them the Word of God, to empower them, to teach them how to get hold on the presence, and to send them out, to equip them to go out and do the same themselves, to get people saved. And that's the only way we can see a great end-time harvest happening. And, you know, Jesus is... And, and again, my, my vision of the Reformation has something to do with the body of Christ. And the body of Christ, I always imagine it as it to be the bride of Christ. And, you know, Jesus does not come back for an unprepared bride. I, knew, I want you to understand that. And right now, every time when I think about the, the bride of Christ, I see a bride sitting on the couch, being in her lazy pants and doing nothing. Or even going to a church that reminds of a rock concert and just sits there <clears throat> and, and does nothing, does not look for God, does not look to get prepared. And this is so vital to understand and I, I really always see that picture in my head in my mind in my heart that Jesus cannot come back for an unprepared bride and the bride is still lacking the bride is still not ready for to receive her groom her king for the great wedding so I want to encourage every part of the church every member of the church of the body of Christ, of the body of, of the bride, to go into a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit so the bride can step by step, slowly by slowly, get prepared for the coming of the groom, which means to get dressed in her best wedding dress, to get all pumped up with all the beauties and all the accessories and, and everything great that she has to have on when Jesus comes back to receive his bride. So this is why I believe it's so necessary to receive as one body a reformation in everyone's heart. Because, you know, the reformation has to be in everyone's single person's heart. <clears throat> so we can come together and see the manifestation of that reformation and see a change. In the church <clears throat> you know it's 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 really all about taking your time every day focus on on Jesus focusing on on who he is and how we can make our lives centered around him because everything, and we read that in the Bible, everything that is created was created for him, through him, by him, and, and around him, you know. So everything really is about Jesus. And we have to understand that our worship changes everything. Our devotion, our time that we take every day 
changes the outcome of how this will end. And it also changes the timing. <clears throat> I really believe that. I really believe that we can have influence of the timing when we see the Great Awakening happening and a great end time harvest with amazing outpourings of the Holy Spirit over all flesh. We have the key to it. All we need to do is spending time with the locksmith, with the one who created it, who created everything, who created us, with the author and finisher of our faith. So we have to spend our time with the Holy Spirit. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, <clears throat> he was called the Apostle of Faith. He was a great man in the 1800s. And he walked by faith. And he was only able to because he understood what it means to really devote your time to the Lord. He was a man that would lock himself up for days. He's, he was a man that would not take one day without spending hours and hours with the Lord. Every 15 minutes of his life, of his days, were reading the Bible. Everywhere he go, he took a little Bible with him. And every 15 minutes he was reading in it. Whatever he did, it did not matter, except he was preaching. That was a different story. Of course, he was into the Word of God than anyway. But he was always devoting himself to the Word of God. And this is so lovely. And, you know, because of that, people were drawn to him like a magnet. He did not have to say anything. And people started repenting when they passed him repenting from their sins in the name of Jesus, seeing visions of Jesus, receiving conviction in their hearts. Um, a priest, you know, he, he, he said to him, who are you when you passed me? I saw all my sins and I had to repent for, for what I did. That is really what the church needs, to go deeper in the presence of God, that we are really the carriers of the presence of Jesus Christ, through His Holy Spirit, who brings conviction, who brings salvation, who brings healing, and who brings revelation, everything that we need. He's the one who brings it, and we can only receive it when we spend our time with Him. So I really want to encourage you with this word, and I want to finish up with that. <clears throat> and I want to really give you the opportunity today to receive a reformation in your own heart with the vision of who you are in Christ and who Christ is for you so that you can be equipped to do the great works of heaven in your life, to see His presence manifested in your life and to see your hunger and your thirst grow in your everyday life for Him, reading the Bible, spending time with Him, getting still to know Him. So I want to bless you in the name of Jesus. I, I just ask you to close your eyes right now. And I thank you, Jesus, to touch every person who listened to this broadcast today. I thank you, Jesus, that you have chosen every person listening to this podcast to receive the revelation of your reformation and of your fire in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you fill every person now with a hunger and a thirst for your word and for a time with you, Lord, to go deeper and deeper into the relationship with you. Lord, we cannot do anything without you. 
So we need you every day in our lives. In the name of Jesus, I bless every person listening to this podcast. And I want to just thank everyone that you guys are are supporting this ministry. And if you want to sow into this ministry, please contact us if you want to be a partner of it. If you if you need if you have questions, if you need more information about what we do or just about Jesus himself. If you don't know Jesus yet, reach out to us. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to reach out to us on Facebook. You can find Burning Hearts Ministry on Facebook. You can find my page on Facebook. It's called Johannes Stumpf. <clears throat> you can find us on YouTube. Everywhere is linked also our email address, um, my email address. And and, and you, can, you can see us on social media. So feel free to contact us through Facebook, Instagram, even Burning Hearts Ministry, Johannes Stumpf, YouTube, uh, and every platform this podcast is being presented to. Um, I thank you so much for joining us today. I want to bless your week. I want to bless your your days. Uh, and I want to bless you with the fire of the Holy Spirit and His love and His goodness in your life. I hope it blessed you. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening again. <laughs> and that's it for me. I hear you next time. Bye now.